Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We're going to delve into all of these issues around the so-called red pill movement and the broader men's rights movement. Now, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, there was a fellow who calls himself Roosh V who came to Canada and I think sparked a lot of this same debate. Now, it was interesting. Someone texted me a little while ago and said it's irresponsible to link this and this Roosh V guy, this controversial pickup artist. It's funny as Roosh V once called himself the father of the red pill movement, but apparently now he's got some issues with it. He doesn't want anything to do with that. So this has come up in the news for a couple of reasons. I guess first and foremost is the fact that a movie called The Red Pill is set to screen tomorrow night at the University of Calgary. Later in this hour, we're going to hear from Justin Trottier with a group called the Canadian Association for Equality. We're going to get his side as to what this movie's all about and the dialogue he says he wants to host around this screening tomorrow to bring together feminist perspectives uh, and the so-called men's rights movement. Now, the University of Calgary Wild Rose Party, or their, their association on campus, is involved in this screening tomorrow. Uh, their communication director the association's communication director, that is, sent out an invitation to this screening, which included the phrase, quote, feminism is cancer. Which, as you can imagine, did not go over well. The party condemned it. He's been fired. But it doesn't really address, I guess, the deeper question of why they're involved in this. Now, the other story, as mentioned, is that federal conservative leadership candidate Maxime Bernier had tweeted out a, a Matrix meme last night that, that shows him as uh, Morpheus and actually shows uh, Wild Rose MLA Derek Fildebrandt as, as Neo, choosing the red pill or the blue pill. Now, my sense is that Maxime Bernier got that from Ron Paul, who used the metaphor a lot in his 2008 campaign, but it's also true that this men's rights movement has really co-opted that metaphor. And there is a whole red pill movement. A lot of people thought maybe Maxime Bernier was trying to offer a bit of a wink-wink to that crowd or trying to appeal to them in some way, though he denies it. So I do want to start with kind of an overview of what it is we're talking about here when we talk about the red pill movement or even the men's right movement itself. Uh, Rebecca Reed joins us, a Daily Telegraph columnist, a freelancer, also a self-described feminist, and she wrote about this uh, back in 2015. Rebecca, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Appreciate this. Not at all. Thank you for having me. I think for a lot of people, this this controversy that we're hearing in our news here, it's maybe the first time people are becoming aware of something called a red pill movement and how they've taken all of these themes from the matrix and, and made it their own. So how long has this been around, first of all? So it's a relatively old movement. It goes back to kind of, well, basically as long as the internet has been available, there have been people espousing similar views. But it's been only formally until the sort of maybe early, the end of the noughties, the early teens, um, but the problem with it is because it's on the internet, it's not an organised movement. It's not got any exacting sort of credentials or definitions. So it's really hard to pin down what we're actually talking about when we talk about the red pill movement. 
So are you saying it's it's not a clearly defined movement? No. So when we talk about it, we tend to talk about men's rights activism and the red pill movement. And for me personally, and I'm not saying this is the exact right way everyone should do it, I tend to draw a line between the two because I understand men's rights activism because I understand that they have very real issues. Men's rights activism deals with things like men's mental health is massively ignored and male custody issues are massively underplayed. To me, that makes a lot of sense. The red pill movement is much more about getting women into bed, tricking women into wanting to be intimate with you and trying to establish male dominance. And as you can imagine, as a self-described feminist, that's the side that I really cannot understand or connect with. So how does this even relate to the, you know, the themes of the movie The Matrix? Why have they, they chosen this metaphor? So the idea is that you, as a man, have the option to swallow, to continue to take the blue pill, which is the the pill that keeps you asleep, and it keeps you sleepwalking through this, and this is their theory, obviously not mine, uh, this feminist world where men are being subjugated and men are being eroded and masculinity has no place. Or you can take the red pill and wake up from that, again, their words, not mine, and you can become this sort of um, alpha male who no longer accepts any kind of feminist doctrine and who sets themselves aside from that. And they, they suggest that through taking the red pill, suddenly you'll be able to have beautiful girlfriends who are way more attractive than you, and you'll have loads of money, and people will be hugely attracted to you, and they place a lot of value in having a, a wife or a girlfriend who is a, a virgin until she meets you and has never met any other men. So they promise you all sorts of these undeliverables. Um, the few red pill men that I have met are not having that experience. They are usually relatively angry, relatively sad men who are certainly not living the uh, red pill life as it's advertised. Well, it, it, this certainly sounds like this Rouge V guy and this movement that calls itself the Return of Kings. Now, are you familiar with them, uh. and is there a lot of <laughs> a lot of overlap there? I am. Yeah, so that, that, that's a, a lot of men's rights activists will say, please don't judge us by Return of Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of men who will say, please don't see us that way. Return of Kings is a website that says things like, why you should date a girl with an eating disorder and uh, feminism is cancer and lots of other things that I can't say on daytime on daytime radio. Um, it, it, it suggests that sometimes it's okay to hit a woman, that sometimes it'll keep it in her, keep her in her place. It's a place of a great deal of anger and that website has evolved over the years. It started as a mixture of voices. It's now only really the absolute angriest of voices. And the saddest thing about it is that it takes away attention from a men's rights movement that deserves a lot of respect, the men's rights movement that actually wants to benefit men in ways they need to be benefited. Well, and, and that's interesting. So, um, and, and we're going to learn a bit more about that later in the hour, as mentioned, because there is this film that, that uses this name. Uh, but I want to ask the question about how they take the word feminism to mean, because you, you mentioned a phrase that's, that's used by Return of Kings. It was used on a, an invitation to, to the screening of this movie, this notion that feminism is cancer. How do they define feminism? What does it mean to them? So I think for them, feminism seems to be about um, aggression and superiority. The um, the really beautiful phrase that I hear used a lot that I think is really clever is that um, when you're used to supremacy equality feels like oppression so when you are used to having everything to be asked to share seems very unfair it's like when a child is given a sibling and suddenly you're not an only child anymore 
Um, I see this a lot. I have a brother who is white, privately educated, um, a very attractive, very able-bodied. And when I say to him, you know, you have a privilege that other people don't have, he gets really upset and really angry. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot here is that women are saying, listen, it's not as easy to be female. It's a lot harder to be a person of colour. Please understand that you do have a level of privilege. And what men are hearing is, you're worthless, we hate you, we reject you. And that's not what it's about at all. But I think that's where this idea that feminism is cancer comes from. All right, so what? it almost seems like it's the kind of movement that plays into insecurities, that maybe people who get caught up in this are really inherently insecure people. But is that an oversimplification? No, I think it's like any kind of extremism. I think the kind of people who are like, we, in the in the UK, we talk a lot about radicalization um, and Islamic radicalization. We give a lot of airtime to that. Um, and the kind of people who are victims of, exam, of, of Islamic radicalization are the same kind of people who are um, victims of sort of very, very pro-masculine radicalization. It takes a person who is relatively unhappy um, and it takes a person who is relatively lonely and somebody whose views are not being challenged day to day. So if you get young men who don't have a big wide group of friends who'll say, hey, that's a horrible thing to say. That's exactly how these things grow up. It's the same way that dictatorships tend to come out of countries that are very war-torn or very poor. When you have somebody who's in an in ideal situation, they start to look for answers. And the problem with this movement is that it offers these completely fake answers and it makes all these wild promises start to sound a bit like um, a recent election in a country that we both know. Um, <laughs> so they offer all these, all these amazing options, all these amazing answers that aren't real. And lonely people or sad people are very taken on board by this. So they are being taken advantage of. Right, because it, it does seem as though that, well, there are certain kinds of guys that uh, do very well with women. And maybe they don't seem like ideal mates, or maybe they seem like sleazy mm. guys. Yet there they are, night after night, with all kinds of beautiful women. That maybe to a lot of men, that there does seem to be some kind of mystery waiting to be unlocked. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. There was a guy who wrote a book called The Rules, and he wasn't a particularly attractive man, but he did manage to apparently once get Britney Spears' phone number just through game playing and persistence. But then he wrote a subsequent book many years later after he settled down and had a child and had a wife that basically said, what on earth was I doing? I made some horrible decisions. So I think the, the concept of doing well with women is a really tricky one because are you doing well to be able to have a lot of meaningless intimacy with somebody or are you doing well to be able to establish a real relationship right and we would all like to be able to you know go home with somebody absolutely divinely gorgeous of an evening but does that make you happy in the long run i don't know very interesting how do we view this this movement then i mean you you've used terms like extremist to describe them i mean do, do we need to view them as as any kind of threat to me um men's rights activism is not a threat um, the kind of rhetoric that is put on Return of Kings is a threat. Um, I think that it is a, an, a, a kind of brainwashing. Um, and the thing is, they use very similar tactics. They use tactics of fear. I've spoken out about them before, and then I've had hundreds of tweets and people threatening me, people saying, I would rape you, but you're too ugly. Um, so, yes, I think it is a very poisonous environment, and we should be very worried about it. I think there is something very concerning about the fact that we treat people from certain religious groups and certain ethnicities are dangerous, and we overlook the fact that white middle-class people can be just as dangerous. Yeah, that's an important point. Rebecca, really appreciate making some time for us here today. Thanks for the insight on this.
Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Rebecca Reed, uh, columnist with the Daily Telegraph, a piece she wrote in uh, late 2015 about this movement. And so it's, I, I think that's a pretty interesting overview. The headline of her piece was, Welcome to the Red Pill, the angry men's rights group that, quote, knows what women want. So she makes a very clear distinction between these red pill types or the return of king types and men's rights activism. As she says, there probably are some really legitimate issues around men's health or men's custody issues. So if men's rights activism is about those things, that's not a problem. But if it's about viewing feminism as cancer, as putting women in their place, and preying on their psychological weaknesses to get them into bed, well, that's something else. So the fact that this movie has called itself The Red Pill, well, what are we to make of that? Given the fact that somebody on campus at the UFC who was involved in screening this movie used one of these phrases, feminism is cancer, certainly implies there's a connection to these other movements. But we'll get to a better explanation of that. We're going to hear in a few minutes uh, from Justin Trottier. He's the executive director of a group called Canadian Association for Equality. Now, I've spoken with Justin many times. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's a, a Rouge V type. He's all about giving guys tips to trick women to getting them into bed. He's involved in starting up a, a men's health clinic in Toronto, for example. It seems like we're talking about that side of men's rights activism. But we'll get a better understanding of what this group's all about, what this film's all about, and what tomorrow night's event at the University of Calgary is all about. Certainly do want to hear from you on this as well. 403-974-8255. This is Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.